Hey, this is Steve Burke from Sullivan and Son. I am the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Thank you so much for joining us here at On Screen and Beyond. This is episode 322. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak, and this is the weekly show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week, stand-up comedian Steve Byrne of Sullivan and Son on TBS is going to be here at On Screen and Beyond. He's got some great stories to tell. He's going to talk about this season of Sullivan and Son and a whole lot more. He's the star, the writer, the co-creator, the producer of the show, and he's got a lot to tell us. It's coming up in a few minutes right here on On Screen and Beyond. we got some exciting things coming your way here in the next couple of weeks, so I hope you're going to keep listening to On Screen and Beyond. Be sure to tell your friends. Be sure to like us on Facebook. And we are going to have a new feature at On Screen and Beyond where we're going to be wishing happy birthday to celebrities having their birthdays. And if you would like, we are going to be having some celebrity listeners congratulating them on their birthdays. And it's all up to you, because what you got to do is send in your or your friend, relative, whoever, send us the information when their birthday is. Send it in advance so we can get it. And each week we will put a few of those people up on our show and uh, wish them happy birthday. You can let them hear that. And uh should be a lot of fun. So go ahead and uh, send it to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. And uh, depending on how many we'll get, we'll see how many we can put up. All right? So... Uh, Keep listening for that, and uh, also we got some great guests coming your way, so stick around for that. What do you say? Let's get right into Remake Madness here on On Screen and Beyond. Remake Madness, well, it looks like the remake of Stargate will be more of what the creators envisioned for the original, according to the producer Dean Devlin and director Roland Emmerich. So we'll see what that one turns out to be. Of course, they're going to make a... uh, Three in that series this time. And a Spanish heist thriller, 20 Carats, will be remade into a English-speaking movie. So we'll see what happens with that one. That's it for Remake Madness. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, upcoming new movies. Upcoming new movies, look for Tina Fey and Amy Poehler and John Senna to star in The Nest. Tina and Amy play sisters in the comedy, which will hit theaters on December 18th, 2015. And look for Chevy Chase, Rob Schneider, and Tom Arnold to star in Shelby, the dog who saved Christmas later this year. And Schneider will also lend his voice to Norm of the North as he voices a polar bear in New York City. And it's set for 2015 release. That's it for upcoming new movies. Next on On Screen and Beyond... Taking you down to Sequel City to find out what's coming your way as far as sequels. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Sequel City, it looks like Jerry Bruckheimer says he is working on Bad Boys 3 and National Treasure 3. And the scripts are being worked on right now. Fast and Furious 7 now has an earlier release date. The film will come our way on April 3rd, 2015. And Enchanted 2 is moving along once again as two new writers have been brought on board to finish it up. That's it for Sequel City. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming away as far as TV on DVD. TV shows that are coming your way on DVD, it looks like the TV movie Petals on the Wind, the sequel to Flowers in the Attic, will arrive on DVD on September 16th. September 23rd, Brooklyn Nine-Nine arrives in a three-disc set. And also on September 23rd, look for the Sci-Fi Channel's Defiance Season 2 to land on DVD and Blu-ray. That's it for TV on DVD. Next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as movies on DVD? Movies on DVD. Well, it looks like Captain America Winter Soldier hits stores on Blu-ray and DVD on September 9th. The Amazing Spider-Man 2 swings into the stores on August 19th. And The Railway Man with Colin Firth and Nicole Kidman hits stores on August 12th. That is it for Movies on DVD. Next on On Screen and Beyond, it is Movie and Entertainment Time. Movie and entertainment time. Well, the BBC's Sherlock will be getting a special and three more episodes to follow. So that's not done yet. And you can look for Anna and Kristoff, characters from Frozen, to show up on ABC's Once Upon a Time. And Community is done on NBC, but it will continue with 13 new episodes on Yahoo this time. For their sixth season coming your way, but this time on Yahoo. So that is it for TV Entertainment Time. Next on On Screen and Beyond, who's got birthdays coming up in the next week? We're going to tell you next right here on On Screen and Beyond. We bake you a birthday cake. If you get us a me and you moan and groan and woe, don't forget we told you so. Happy birthday! Celebrity birthdays on July 6th. You can look for Burt Ward, Robin from Batman on TV. It turns 69. And Sylvester Stallone turns 68. And on July 7th, Ringo Starr turns 74 years old. And on July 9th, Fred Savage from The Wonder Years turns 38. Tom Hanks turns 58. And on July 10th, Thomas Ian Nicholas turns 34, and he was from American Pie, and he was guest 252 on that episode of On Screen and Beyond, so check him out. And on July 11th, Jay Johnson of Soap turns 65. He was a guest on On Screen and Beyond also. Go back in the rerun section, and you can find it there. And on July 12th, Bill Cosby turns 77. That's it for Celebrity Birthdays. Don't forget, if you would like to have your On Screen and Beyond listener's birthday mentioned here at On Screen and Beyond, email it to me at feedback at On Screen and Beyond. We wish that person a happy birthday, so be sure to do that. Well, it is time. Steve Burns, stand-up comedian, 
star, writer, co-creator, producer of Sullivan and Son is next right here on On Screen and Beyond. Today on On Screen and Beyond, we have the writer, producer, and star of TBS's Sullivan and Son. It's stand-up comedian Steve Byrne. Steve, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, this is this is better than being at Bed Bath and Beyond. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Steve, I got to start off by telling you I really enjoy your show. Oh, thank you. It it it, it just cracks me up every time I watch it. <laughs> I hope so. That is the goal. We're we're not trying to get people to cry or or get drama out of it. So I appreciate that. Yeah, hopefully they're not crying. So. Yeah, absolutely. I don't want anybody to say this is the best drama I've ever seen on television. Right. Now, Steve, how did you get involved with the show? Now I know you're the writer and the producer and the co-creator and everything else, but how, how did you come up with the idea? Uh, the idea was pretty much hatched while I was. You know, it all starts with Vince Vaughn. He's the one that that kind of gave me the the impetus to, to go ahead and write. He said you should you should create a vehicle for yourself um, because I don't know how few how many opportunities there are going to be for someone with your ethnic background being Korean and Irish because it was tough for me. So I said, yeah, you're probably right unless they make like a river dance Taekwondo movie. I'm probably <laughs> out of luck. So so basically, when I wrote Sullivan and Son, I was living out of a suitcase. Professionally, I was doing very well, but personally. I was not happy at all, and I think it stems from the fact that I wasn't around my friends. I definitely never saw my family, and I had no idea what home was. I had no sense of home. So basically, when I wrote this show about a corporate attorney who gives up a high-paying job in New York City to take over his neighborhood bar, run with his family, and be with his friends, that's kind of what I was daydreaming about. Wouldn't it be nice if I could get to do something like this? And uh and in some ways, I did. It came to fruition in the form of a television show. Hmm. Now, I get the feeling that the cast in there are all friends of yours. Is that is that correct in assuming? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, at least the comedians, you know, prior to yes, um, yeah. Owen, Roy, and Ahmed. I wrote them in into the show. Uh, just, just, you know, when you're writing something, you don't know if it's going to go. You, you're just kind of daydreaming of what you like to have happen in the scenario. And I thought it'd be kind of cool to have those guys in the show. And here we are three years later, we, we got them cast. It's a testament to the partnership we have with GBS, but also, you know, getting to meet everybody, Dan Loria, Christine, Jody, Brian Doyle, Murray, everybody. We're all really great friends. Now we all hang out together. We barbecue on the weekends. It's uh, it's been a complete blessing. There's not one dark cloud on that set. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, the the guys, you can just tell that you're friends. I mean, it, it's, I don't know, just something about it that, you know, I mean, of course, like you say, the rest of the cast, too, but but the guys just seem to, you know, it, it, you can tell that, uh, you know, you, you call them up and say, hey, guys, come on, <laughs> be on my show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I think sometimes when you watch these shows, they're, you know, there's almost a forced chemistry, but with us, there's a... There's a true chemistry. We we tour together, myself and the guys. We hang out together. We, you know, perform on the weekends together in our spare time when we don't have to be on the road together. Uh, we genuinely enjoy each other's company. We haven't killed each other yet, so that's, that's good. <laughs> Why the bar? 
uh, a little reminiscent of Cheers almost, uh, except especially the last episode where the guy died and oh, yeah. they said he yeah. was was uh, <laughs> who, who is Frank? Right. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, originally when I wrote the original pilot, it took place in a diner, and um, Rob Long, who who created the show with me. When we were sitting down, he said, you know, you should, you should make this take place in a bar. And I thought, geez, you know, your producer cheers the last eight years. If, if you feel comfortable doing another bar show, then absolutely let's make this a bar. And, uh, that's, that's kind of how it became a bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I noticed, uh, of course, you say Vince Vaughn. He's one of the executive producers. And I noticed the other day when I was watching it that, uh, Peter Billingsley was, is one of the executive producers. Yes, yes. Uh, everybody knows him as Ralphie from A Christmas Story, but you know he's been involved behind the camera for so many years. Doing, you know, he directed Couples Retreat, produced Iron Man. He just directed this film with with Vince called Term Life that'll be coming out shortly. So he's, you know, he's very astute. He's very educated in Hollywood. He's been working since he was like four or five. So the benefit of having Peter around is that he's a he's a real Hawkeye for story. And the same with Vince. They're very keen on making sure everything flows and you have point A matching point B. Hmm. So uh, we're very blessed to have those two along. And they're there every tape day, uh, which is crazy. You know, you think Vince could just collect a paycheck, but he's there every Tuesday tape days. And some of the best lines that you'll hear on the show are usually improv that day on the set from Vince. Oh, really? Huh. Yeah, Yeah, so- he's, uh, he's amazing. If there's anybody, I, anybody I've met over the course of my life that I could say, hey, you could go up right now and be a stand-up comedian and just kill this room. I, he's one of those guys I know would just kill it. Mm-hmm. Now, have you guys been friends for a long time? Yeah, we've been friends for quite some time. You know, when I first moved to L.A., Ahmed Ahmed was one of the first guys I met. And uh, I filled in for somebody who was sick on the Wild West Comedy Tour. And fortunately for me, it was one of those shows that everything just went really well. And, you know, Vince is spearheading and hosting the show. And, you know, as a guy who who could be further from Hollywood, you know, I'm just a New York City top comedian at the time. I get to meet Vince and do a show with him. I, I was fine with that. But then, you know, within a week or two, Ahmed and I and Vince, we went out and got lunch. And ever since then, we've been best pals. So he's he's nothing but the best. Hmm. Yeah. Now, any chance he's going to be in, uh, on any episodes in the future or anything? I have no idea. That's that's up to him. It's been something I never even wanted to ask him because I'm just happy to have him around, to be completely <laughs> honest. So, you know, if he wants to do it, I'm sure he would. we would love to have him. But uh, actually, if he wanted to do it, I'd make him audition. That'd be, that'd be kind of cool. <laughs> but, you know, I think you might be, be right for it, but we got to see you on camera. So in the script, you have 24 hours. <laughs> That that would be good. That would be yeah. yeah. You know, or tell him he can be a background person. You know, sitting in the bar or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we get it. You work with Spielberg, but this is uh, ad-supported basic cable. So let's relax, Vaughn. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned Dan Lore. Uh He's he's on the show uh, now. Yes. Was he is he somebody that you knew before, or or did uh, he no, audition? No, no. I mean, I, I know him like everybody else does, it's Mr. Arnold from uh, from the Wonder Years. Wonder Years, yes, yes. I, I had no idea that he would be available, that this is something he'd be interested in. But to be honest with you, Vince had, when we were cast, getting ready to cast the show, Vince had just flown back from New York City, and he saw uh, Dan play Lombardi on Broadway, to which he was getting these rave reviews. So Vince said, you guys should meet with Dan Loria. And the minute he said, we're like, yeah, that'd be awesome if we could get him. And Dan came in, liked the project, liked the script, said, I'd love to do it. 
And I think by the time he left, by, within five minutes, we're all just like, yeah, I mean, this is the guy. That'd be great. So, uh, so we were, we're, we were very happy to have Dan. And Dan's a very grounded presence on the set. He's just a really, he's a guy's guy, but he's very fraternal on the set, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it, you've got such a great veteran cast with you there, too. We really lucked out. I mean, everybody, you know, it's funny. Brian Doyle Murray was one of the first folks we met when it comes to the core veterans. And we actually offered Brian the role of either Hank or my father. And he said, you know, Hank is kind of more my speed. And I'm glad that that worked out that way. I'm glad he had the foresight to, to know that that was his strong suit because, uh, I can't picture him now playing my father after he's been playing Hank, saying the politically incorrect things that he has. Uh, right. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a joy to watch him. So how much are you involved with the writing? I know you're, you're, you're a writer for the show, but um, are you, you have a whole team or something? Or? Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm there the first eight to nine weeks of pre-production. Um, so we're, we're creating the foundation of the stories, especially the first three episodes. Um, as far as that's concerned, once we start filming, I pull myself out of the room to concentrate on the acting because, uh, truth be told, I still consider myself a comedian. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm, I'm starting to get better and better. I'm learning all the time from Brian, Jody, you know, all the veterans on our show. But, uh, but acting was definitely not my strong suit looking back at the first few episodes. And I think each season I've gotten better and better, but it's something I worked really hard at as well. And this season is no different. I, I really wanted to, uh, to try to really do my best and really focus on that, not spread myself thin with going back and forth, which I tried to do the first season. It was just too much. I can imagine. I mean, you know, with so many things. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Have you, have you ever thought of directing? You know, I I don't know that I have the patience for it to be honest with you <laughs> because uh, the thing the thing is that it, it's it's a lot of work. You know, I I know that these things sometimes you can think that they that they just shoot themselves, but uh, definitely some weeks are easier than others. But I don't know that I have the patience for it. I'm kind of a one and gun kind of guy. I think being a standard comedian, I like everything consolidated in a short amount of time. So it's maybe not my speciality. I enjoy doing my few minutes in front of the camera and then going back and uh, enjoying some grapes and some whiskey in my <laughs> dressing room. That's, that's my sport day. Let somebody else do the other work, right? <laughs> exactly, yeah. Have you always been a comedian? Uh, no. You know, I never even entertained the idea of being a stand-up until right out of college I got a job at Caroline's Comedy Club. I was just walking up and down Broadway, just looking to get anything in New York City to, to survive. And so I was answering the phones, you know, being a receptionist, taking reservations. And uh, and I watched all the comedians before. I thought, that looks like fun. I'd love to try it. It took me four months. And then I worked up enough nerve to go ahead and and go up and try stand-up out. And the first time I did it, I fell in love with it. I said, this is what I'm going to do the rest of my life. I don't care if I'm making dime. And I knew that night that's what I was going to pursue. And I was off to the races after that. So you weren't uh, the class clown or something when you were in, in you know, a young kid? 
Oh, yeah, I was always goofing off. I had, you know, I was always sarcastic. I got in trouble a lot. I was always a smart ass. And, you know, I got kicked out of a few classes in high school. But, you know, I was never like a jerk. It was just I couldn't help myself from an opportunity to try to get a laugh. And it's probably, you know, stemming from insecurity. And, uh, you know, you always want to try to fit in. And, you know, look, I'm not the high school quarterback. I'm not the homecoming king. So, you know, when you're that young, you're trying to look for any way to stand out and get attention from the ladies. So uh, that's what I did. Yeah. <laughs> now you've been on a lot of uh, the late night shows and of course uh, you, you were actually quite often on uh, Jay Leno right yes how does that work when you get on like the tonight show or something like that do they did, uh, the first time are they looking for different people or do they see you somewhere um, or? I don't know necessarily the process I think for the most part though when you're a comedian you, you know you're auditioning and you hope to get that five minute slot at the end of the show and do your stand up but uh you know, the Tonight Show is one of those those environments and one of those shows that they just kind of welcomed me. And, you know, the last year that Jay Leno was on, I, was, I think I'd done the, the Tonight Show eight times within a year's time. So, uh, you know, I, I have nothing but high praise for Jay Leno. He's been so kind to me and so supportive of my career. He's somebody that would show up in the dressing room before and afterwards, which a lot of those hosts don't necessarily do that. And, um, you know, he let me kind of toy around and have some fun on his show. So... I had a complete blast on his show, and uh, you know, selfishly, I wish your show was still on because I miss I miss doing it. I miss kind of hanging out with him. Hmm. Yeah. Now, do you have any projects that uh, you can talk about? I know a lot of times you can't talk about things, but uh, anything coming up? Besides, no, no, no. I, I don't have anything secretive at all. You know, I'm not working on the plotline for Transformers Six or anything. <laughs> so, you know, for me, it's we're 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 getting ready to film the last two episodes of Sullivan and Son. Knock on wood, we get to come back for a fourth. I just did an hour special that literally just came out on Netflix a few weeks ago called Champion. And uh, right now I'm just getting back to the road and working on my fourth hour special. I wrote a script, and hopefully that film comes to fruition. But knock on wood, my, my real goal is to keep the thing going that we have on Su- uh, with Sullivan Son on PBS because it's been a complete blessing. It, it really is something special, and it's by far and away the best experience I've ever had. Uh, you know, professionally speaking. Right, yeah. You're touring around, you said, and uh, where can people find out where you're going to be showing up so they can catch you? Uh, the website, SullivanAndSonComedyTour.com, or you just go to TBS.com. And all the cities and dates you're listed, I'll be going out with three other great headliners. So, you know, the fun thing has been seeing people come out, show up at the shows, and they get a little flavor of everybody. And then at the end, we all improv together, and it's a fun way to tie up the show at the end. And, uh, you know, it's been so redeeming going out the last two seasons, and I'm looking forward to going out this summer because our fan base keeps getting bigger and bigger. More people keep getting exposed to the show, and it's exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if people have not seen the show, they should really watch it. It's on Tuesday nights at 10 o'clock, and I'm, I'm sure there's reruns, too, that's uh, during the week and things, but the, it, it's just a great show. It, it uh, If you want a good laugh, be sure to check that out that's for sure <laughs> well thank you that's very kind of you yeah. and now steve i want to finish up with uh, two final questions uh, everybody yep. i interview i ask this and they always find this to be the toughest question so <laughs> okay we'll see how you do it ready now i'm ready <laughs> when you watch tv and relax and go yes. to the movies what are your favorite tv shows now and of the past and what's your favorite movies now and of the past well i have to say my favorite show is probably Cheers. You know, I, I'm I'm binge watching uh, Cheers 
on Netflix. I, I can't get enough of it. It's 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 been a huge inspiration, obviously, to me and to uh, to what we have on the uh, on the air. So so that's kind of what I what I really dig. I, I'm not a big fan of uh, single cam, clever, smart kind of comedy. I, I like to kick my heels up and enjoy laughing. So I, I, I really harken back to those sitcoms that I grew up with in the, in the 80s and 90s. And I think Sullivan's Son, in a way, pays homage to those. Because there's a warmth to those characters. There's warmth to the environment. Um, those are the things I really enjoyed. I, I, I love watching Married with Children. It's still, to me, one of the funniest shows I've ever seen in my life. I love Married with Children. And as far as films go, I'm a huge Star Wars nerd. But my favorite film of all time is the original Superman that Richard Donner directed in 1978 with Christopher Reeve. Mm-hmm. I've watched every DVD, everything on YouTube. I've seen all the history. I just love every factoid I can get about it because the, the, the great thing about certain films that you love is when you do a little research and you discover what it is that went into making that movie. And sometimes that's more interesting than the film itself. And I've I've grown a deeper appreciation of that film over time. As with Citizen Kane, I know that, I know to put those in the same sentence is, is odd, but the more I learned about Citizen Kane, and I saw the documentary on what happened with that film and everything that Orson Welles went through and how it was shelved for so many years and how over time it it garnered all the accolades that it has. Those those things to me are, are really interesting, and those are definitely my two favorite uh, films. Yeah, yeah. Who were your idols growing up? My only idol truly is Dean Martin. I've always loved him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and as I got into being a stand-up comedian, I kind of wear the nightclub entertainer as a badge of honor, knowing that he did the same. He had an easygoing demeanor. Uh, he was so pleasant. He was just so charming. And I think to see that concoction of all those little things that made his personality so wonderful is something that I've always appreciated. I, I'll, I'll never be... I, I could never impersonate him. I could never be a knockoff of him. He's a one-of-a-kind, one and I... Uh, He's the one man I wish to God I had a time machine. I'd go back and, and shake his hand and just thank him. Mm, yeah, yeah. Well, Steve, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. People should be watching Sullivan and Son on TBS at 10 o'clock on Tuesdays and uh, catch the whole gang on there. And uh, I thank you very much for doing this. Hey, thanks so much for taking, taking the time to have me on. And sometimes, as you know, when you're doing all this press, sometimes these things can 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 be a bore, but this was actually really fun, and I had a great time talking to you. What a great guest and a great guy, Steve Byrne from Sullivan and Son, right here on On Screen and Beyond, and it's so fun talking with him. He's got a lot of things going on, and be sure to check out Sullivan Son if you haven't seen that show you got to watch it. It is such a riot. I, I, I really enjoy the show. Check it out. It's on Tuesday nights, 10 o'clock on TBS. And, of course, I'm sure they show reruns throughout the week so you can catch up on some of the older episodes. And uh, it's a lot of fun. Check it out. Sullivan and Son. And we've got more Sullivan and Son actors coming right here to On Screen and Beyond. So be sure to listen in the next couple of weeks. We'll have some more coming your way. And that is about it. We're going to finish up and uh, get ready for next week's show here at On Screen and Beyond. I want to thank everybody who's been sending me emails. Love hearing from you. And uh, looking over the stats about uh, where people are listening to On Screen and Beyond, all over the world, of course. And uh, the U.S., is uh, that's our biggest uh, amount of people that uh, listen to the show. And uh, second place for oh months, or, or actually probably a couple of years now, has been China. 
but uh, they are now in third place, and Germany is the second place listeners here at On Screen and Beyond. So that, I found that kind of interesting. They've sort of jumped up ahead of them, and uh, but it, everybody keeps increasing and increasing, and we love hearing that. And it's so much fun to have listeners all over the world, and we appreciate it. Love your emails. Keep sending them to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. And uh, also, uh, love your suggestions. It helps us out here. So uh, be sure to send me more. And that's about it. That's a wrap for this week. So until next week, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care.